With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Bullpen. Here's your hosts, Rob Fontenot and Thomas Chavadia. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the very first episode, the debut episode of The Bullpen, a Houston Texans podcast. I'm your host, Rob Fontenot, alongside my co-host, Thomas Chavaria. Tom, how you doing, buddy? Good evening, Rob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the first ever episode of The Bullpen. Definitely excited to be with you this evening to talk about the Houston Texans. And I, I knew when we were going to start this podcast, I knew there was the there was only one person that I could think of that needed to be a part of, of something new like this. There is no greater Texan fan, in my opinion, and the masses have spoken. So for our very first episode, we have none other than Debbie the Texan, Brandon. How are you doing this evening, Debbie? Hello, thank you for having me. I'm doing great. I'm excited about, I'm excited about the Texans. But I'm excited about the Texans every day, but even more so now. <laughs> well, we thank you so much yeah. for coming on. It's really, really nice of you to give give your time and your day up to us. I read something on your social media. You were like, you know, will all you guys that are leaving and you're negative, we'll welcome you back with open arms. Absolutely. We've gone through some tough times as as Texans fans. We've gone through very difficult times, but, you know, so, you know, I don't blame them too much, but I'm excited they're coming back. I hear that. I've heard that all day for the last 24 hours. All right. All right. I'm going to a Texan game. I'm going to my first Texan game. I'm excited about the Texans. So we're like, yay, welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, there's a lot of excitement around the Texans. Yeah. And the main reason is they got a new head coach, D'Amico Ryans. Yes. He was with the San Francisco 49ers for the past six years, worked his way up the chain to defensive coordinator, former sixth-round pick by the Houston Texans, amazing player when he was here. Uh, Tom, what's your thoughts on the, on the pickup for the coach, the hiring of the coach? So I agree with what most national media uh, members are saying. It was a slam dunk home run, however you want to describe it. It was the perfect man for the job in Houston. Uh, uh, you know, his family's from Houston. Like you spoke about a former draft pick, great for the Texans, endorsed by 
every former teammate, whether it was JJ Watt, Andre Johnson, everybody was, was uh, definitely excited about the idea of D'Amico Ryan's coming here to be the head coach. And, and for a number of reasons, I mean, <clears throat> they, they talked about his leadership attributes. He's, he's somebody that people gravitate to when he, when he coached for the Niners, a lot of their players were like, he's the guy that made me who I am. He's an excellent leader. You go to war for him. This is exactly the kind of things that the Texans have been lacking the last few seasons. And to, for him to be this guy, for him to be one of our own, so to speak, couldn't, couldn't have been a better choice. Debbie, what were your thoughts? I agree. I agree. I can, I can't, um, you know, just to add to what he said, everybody just speaks so highly of him as a person, as just a motivator and, and everything is just so, you know, wonderful about him that, that, that it brings back a different type of energy and energy that, that like everybody's talking about, everybody's excited about. So yeah, I agree. Everybody has so many wonderful things to say about him. Uh, and different aspects. Yeah. Just not just, just as a person, which is, which is amazing as a leader. So Cal McNair said, we are thrilled to welcome DeMarco Ryans as the new head coach of the Houston Texans. And Tom, you spoke about this, JJ Watt, you want to re-energize and reignite this incredible Houston fan base. This is a hell of a start. And I agree with this because it's already, it's already started. It's ignited Absolutely. already. Absolutely. And every time he puts out a, a picture of the two, you know, Miko, 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 you know, and that's all he says. It's like, yeah, I'm so excited. And, you know, we speak, you know, we know JJ and we know his heart and we know, you know, what he's thinking and, and he's expressing that to us. And we're like, oh my God, yes, we're excited. Yes, we're excited. People that have played with him have been, are excited, former Texans. I'm so excited. I can't hardly stand it. JJ, oh, JJ, one more thing. JJ also said he's one of the best teammates and best leaders that he's ever been around. Yeah, that speaks volumes itself right there. And I think the one thing that's really important is that much has been made about the dysfunction about the organization that is the Houston Texans and how some of their, their decisions were very questionable. This was a guy that they hired that was highly sought after was one of the top choices out there. So for them to get their guy and be able to lead a young group, which he's a young guy too, only 38 years old. So they're all going to be able to grow together. And if all the attributes are what they say they are, which we believe them to be, it's going to be the perfect environment for them to be really good and possibly turn it around really quick. So let's talk about the 2022 draft. Thomas, speak about the great players that the Texans picked up last year, that the new coach and probably a lot, a lot of new uh, coaching staff will have to work with. Well, you know, that's the one thing that I think is, is kind of, it was kind of a concern going in. It's like, okay, how are we going to take a lot of this young talent that we don't know? I mean, last year, we go back last year, there was a lot of optimism with some of the picks that they made because of, you know, where they came from. Obviously they had uh, a top pick in Derek Stingley Jr. Who was, the shutdown corner that, you know, a lot of people thought that was going to be something that they could build a defense around. Well, now you bring in a guy like D'Amico Ryans and you give him that shutdown corner to be aggressive because he has an attacking style defense. Then you talk about another guy like Christian Harris, who's an attacking style linebacker that came from Alabama like D'Amico Ryans. So they're going to be able to, I think, to gel really fast with some of the similar concepts maybe. And then you just talk about some of the like 
the ability to build on guys like that and then the running game, which, you know, with a great defense, you tend to be able to play a different style of football. I mean, we don't know what his offense is going to be yet. We don't know where those coaches are. But with a guy like Damian Pierce to be able to, you know, grind out games with if you need to and play that defense, they're going to be in a lot of football games. And those are great building blocks to combine with this year's draft class to be able to, like I said, turn it around in a hurry. Debbie, you were the fan of the year in 2021, right? Correct. Yes. And you got to go to the NFL draft and actually make a selection for the Texans. Tell us a little bit about how you were selected and just kind of a little bit about overall the tri- how the trip was and how exciting okay. it was to get out there and and call that name out for your team. Well, this is crazy, but the Texans, all right, the organization selected me as their fan of the year, and that was amazing. And I got to go to the NFL honors, which I'd always, that was a dream. And the Super Bowl, of course, that was a dream as well. That was just amazing. But so I, through through that, I met a lot of different people that worked in the NFL and whatnot. So I actually, the Texans did send me to the draft, but my, one of my good friends, Pam was actually announcing the pick. So she announced the pick, um, before I did like, um, I guess Thursday. And, um, I just happened to run into someone from the NFL and she's like, Hey, Debbie, the Texan, how are you? Kind of thing. And she said, follow me. And, and so it was a shock. I did not go to the draft thinking I was going to call out the draft pick. It was one of my best friends that was calling out the draft pick and we were cheering her on like, yay, bam. So it was totally random. The Texans didn't say, hey, Debbie, you're, no, it was somebody that I saw that I I knew from the Super Bowl and she's from the NFL. She's like, hey, you want to come with me? Uh, yeah. Uh, and she just <laughs> said, leave your phone here. And I said, oh my God, I'm calling out a pick. That's how I found out. And it was like two picks before, like they've called me up and she's like, follow me, leave your phone here. I said, all right, that meant something good. Right. And so she took me backstage and there I was practicing how to pronounce Austin Deculus. And next thing you know, I was on stage. So it wasn't planned. So I actually, thank God it wasn't planned because I would have been nervous. But um, so when I got up there, it was just like, hey, here I am. Hello. This is, this is who we chose. So I think that was more exciting than, because I wasn't nervous about it because it happened so quickly. So I was excited to be there. I mean, of yeah. course, I'm always excited to rep the Texans. So having that was just, you know, icing on the cake. It was a bonus. That definitely makes sense that if you don't know about it, you don't have time to worry about it. Right, exactly. That's what happened. Or else I would have been, I wouldn't have been able to sleep. I would have been, <laughs> you know, I wasn't wearing what I thought I should have been wearing, but I was there. And so, you know, it's, I was excited and very grateful. I got to wonder now, like, how long did they kind of have that plan? Or if it was just like, they were just going to pick a random fan and you just happened to be there or well, they knew you were the one. And it's like, well, let's not tell her because we don't want to stress her out. That way she didn't have time just to react. I don't know. That's a good question because people don't realize this, but um, before all of that, you have to sign all this paperwork, um, you know, that just, just you know, for safety reasons and they do background checks and they do all of that before we even go to the Super Bowl. So they just had my paperwork from just a couple months before. So people don't realize that you had to do like, you know, sign your life away before you even get to do any of that fun stuff. 
So they already had all the background check and everything they needed. I don't know. That's a good question. I didn't think about that, but the fact that I didn't, that I wasn't aware of it, it, it was actually better, better for me. So, so it was nice. I just, they give you a card backstage and, you know, you practice saying their name because some of the names are like out there that you've never heard of before. And it was like, Austin Deculus, Austin Deculus, you know, it's like, okay, that's right. You're good. You're good. And the sad part was like, I was in the green room for just like two or three people ahead of me. And it's like, I couldn't call anybody like mom, dad, you know, my daughter. Like, yeah, they took your phone. <laughs> I didn't have my phone. And then I don't have any, anybody's numbers. I so you didn't even, you weren't even able to tell someone, hey, I'm getting ready to call nope. out a name. Oh, wow. No. Well, I had my Texan fan friends that were there. And when I said, you know, I'm headed that way, take my picture. Cause I assumed that that's where we were going. Cause she was like, follow me. And she just grabbed my hand and we went backstage and that was it. And I was like, Holy cow. Did I, did I just seriously call out a draft pick? <laughs> I have a question yeah. for you also about, I know you take some road trips and I saw a van. Yes. That said Debbie, the Texan on the side of it. Do you actually have that van or was it just like a rental and you wrapped no, it up? No. Like, No, I bought it. Actually, I was when I, in 2015, when I drove over 26,000 miles to every Texan game, preseason to postseason, I had, I had that custom made. 26,000 uh, miles. <laughs> you hadn't heard? Yes. <laughs> Over 26,000 from preseason to postseason. We had a postseason that year. Wow. Yeah. I personally drove those miles every, that was on my bucket list. Um, before that, there was a, there was a, a tragedy in my family or you know my ex-husband had a stroke and 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 he didn't remember who I was when he when he woke up and I said you know what I'm never going to take a day for granted in my life never never no matter how bad things are going in life they couldn't compare to something like that and he never did remember who I was but since then since then that just just changed my perspective and my outlook on life and I said you know what you have to just go for it you know start living living your life not just existing and I said that year I'm going to go to every single game so I drove to every game and that's how that's how that all happened and I had my van I lost it in the divorce but hopefully one day I'll get something else yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> who would take yeah. your van well I didn't need two vehicles anyway at the time so I'm trying to Tom, do you have anything else you want to ask her before we go to touchdown or turnover? <laughs> oh, more, more or less just a comment. I just, you know, like when Rob was talking about doing this and I was like, man, I can talk about football all day long, but I, I knew I wanted to try to get you on here. I was telling him like, this woman has traveled to away games more than anyone I've ever seen. And it's like, there's no more dedicated of a fan. So then, I, I mean, I knew you had traveled, but I did not know you'd made every game that season. That's insane. Yeah. I didn't Thank either. You. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember was... seeing you traveling to games, but I didn't realize you went to all of them. Yes. That 2015, right after his stroke, I said, you know what? That's been on my bucket list forever. And I, I had taken that year off. We were trying to work things out and, and whatnot. And um, so I said, I got to do it this year. And I did. And, and I plan on doing it another year. Um, maybe when I retire, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, so maybe real quick. I can afford to fly to the games, you know, every game. I drive to a lot, but I fly to, you know, most of them because I work a lot. 
So, so real quick, I got to know favorite, uh, place to visit, worst place to visit, like for a game. I know people think that, that I'm being ridiculous, but NRG is my favorite place. It really is amazing. It, it really is amazing. And, and, you know, um, I guess, yeah, just, I just love being there. It's our home, right? It's, it's us, it's the Texans. And I'm really proud of NRG. Um, I liked, uh, I like various stadiums for, for various reasons. I really, I like AT&T Stadium. It's beautiful. That's a really nice stadium. But I like the history of um, Green Bay. That was amazing. Green Bay was just amazing. Um, let's see. I like driving to Buffalo. I like the outdoor stadiums. Those are nice. Um, but like another bucket list item was was attending a, a game in Green Bay while it snowed. And I got to do that. I'm like, check, check. So that was fun. I, I admire those fans that sit there the whole game in the snow, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, whatnot. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So I love those too. I so, grew up in Oklahoma and our football games, our high school football games, you're all bundled up with your friends Yeah. with, you know, with uh, blankets and everybody's drinking hot chocolate. And to me, that was just football. It was so fun. You're just cold and miserable, but it's just fun <laughs> and it's football. It's just, you're, yeah. it's just awesome. That's the way it should be. It shouldn't be yeah, hot. Absolutely. It shouldn't be hot. No, it shouldn't. I remember going to Miami, Miami, for some reason, it's always so hot and humid. <laughs> One time I had to use a JJ fathead as, as a cover up for a little while. Sorry, JJ, but <laughs> it would rain for like 10 minutes and then the rest of the game it was just so hot but you were drenched it is what it is the Nashville game excuse me the Nashville game like two I guess it was just last last year it was cold and raining and I was like holy cow that was bad but it is what it is it makes it more fun and we won so it was good it was all good so it does make it fun yeah it does all right so we have a segment Okay. That we are calling touchdown or turnover. So right. I'll read a statement and you guys will say touchdown if you agree with it, turnover if you do not. Okay. All right. Number one, the Texans GM and ownership will be patient and let Ryan's build his team. Touchdown. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I got to agree. I think they gave him a six-year contract. I think that is a commitment saying, look, this is not something that's going to happen in three or four years. There's going to be a couple growing years, and then we'll go from there. So definitely a touchdown for me. I agree. Three touchdowns for the Houston Texans. (laughs) All right. Touchdown or turnover? Hiring Ryans plus drafting a quarterback with the number two pick will get the fans back in the seats in 2023. 100%. 100% touchdown. Yeah, I think so. So I agree, but I don't know if they're going to draft a quarterback. I I've, I've heard some chatter that Jimmy Garoppolo's out there. He was a quarterback in San Fran he was drafted by Casario. There's a case to be made that you could go build a better defense if you drafted the number with your number one pick a defensive player. 
So I am going to be interested to see how the fan base reacts if they don't draft a quarterback or if they draft one later and opt to build a very, very strong defense for D'Amico Ryans. I think just the, the coaching hire is probably enough to get the seats filled a little bit because mm-hmm. I don't think it's like a Peyton Manning type quarterback that there is to pick up. And look at Brock Purdy from the 49ers, the last guy picked in the draft. So I think you can find somebody to be a quarterback. And there may be some people on defense, like you're saying, Tom, to build up that defense that are like people that you know is not going to be a miss. But you get a quarterback early, like the two that are out there, and you never know if these guys guys are going to make it. You have no idea. So you might want to go – build up the rest of the team and get a uh, a Jimmy Garoppolo type thing. But I think, yes, I think the fans will be, it's a touchdown. I think the fans will be even more excited if they do pick a new quarterback because that always excites everybody. It does. Yeah, it does. All right. The final one, touchdown or turnover, you prefer the 3 p.m. games mm-hmm. over the noon games. Um, wait, I would go with the 3 p.m. Sorry about that. <laughs> I prefer the 3 p.m. games. Yeah. So that is a touchdown. That is a touchdown. Sorry. <laughs> Yay, touchdown, <laughs> uh, for me, it's a turnover. I'm, I'm a noon guy. I, I like, I like, really? yeah, absolutely. Cause I feel okay. like, I feel like if, if, if I'm, if I'm watching football all day long, I'd rather start with my Texans early on. And it's like, if I'm having a couple of adult beverages, it's either going to be, I'm having a couple of, a couple more because we won. I'm having a couple more because we lost. You know, if I got to start at noon and then wait till three for my Texans, then, then mm-hmm. I, who knows how many adult beverages I'm already in. If I'm being honest. That makes a difference. Yeah. I'm also going to go a turnover. Okay. I want to wake up late on a Sunday and we usually go to church and then right after church it's football time and it's easier to plan your day if it's like okay let's let's watch our team at 12 and then after that we can go do groceries or whatever we got to do so I I kind of feel like Tom I'm just let's get it over with let's (laughs) that's who I want to watch I don't want to wait around for anybody else do you guys like it when they play on Monday nights and Sunday nights or would you rather them play early on yeah. Sunday afternoons and mornings? I actually just moved back to Houston. So I was driving almost four hours by myself. So I was driving almost four hours. So that's another reason why I said three. I'm, I'm just got, I had to get yeah, used yeah. to living here in Houston again, because like the last four years, you know, I'd invite people. You want to go to the game? Like, yeah, let's go to the Texans game. What time are you leaving for? Wait. <laughs> Isn't the game at noon? Yes, it's at noon. We're leaving at four. If you want to go be at my house at 345. So I'd end up driving by myself most of the time. I don't, I go into the stadium at 1018. It says it opens at 1030, but actually it's around 1018, 1020. I'm in line ready to go. I like to feel the vibe of what's going on. You know, I love the whole tailgate thing. I'm, I'm all about tailgating. Don't get me wrong, but my number one priority is obviously the team. And I want to see what the vibe is. I don't care what the IR list looks like because you never know at the last minute 
you just never know. So I, I'd like to see what the vibe is of the stadium before, before anything else. So I know that's kind of crazy. I know. No, I it, it, it isn't. It isn't at all. Because like for me, if we'll go to, let's say you go to Houston for a weekend of baseball mm -hmm. and you make these plans and then they change the game on Sunday to seven, seven o'clock and put on ESPN. I, I got to drive three hours home. I can't stay for that game. So that ruins my plan. So, you know, if, if you have to drive somewhere, there's a certain time you like the game. So I totally agree with you. Well, I would drive and get home at two, two o'clock in the morning and, you know, be up at five 30. So yeah. Yeah. So those Thursday night games or the Sunday night games were difficult were difficult. And sometimes when I, when I lived here in Houston, I'd leave right after school on Friday, drive either to Jacksonville, Nashville, drive through the night, get there, be awake Saturday, a little bit Saturday night, watch the game and drive through the night. And sometimes I was getting back to Houston right at seven o'clock, right when I needed to be at work. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the most dedicated fan. You should be the fan of the year every year. <laughs> <laughs> Who's topping that? Who is topping that? No one is that dedicated. <laughs> so, Ow. I, well, I'm on a teacher budget. So I'm like, okay, it, X amount for gas. Uh, yeah, I'll just try. <laughs> so it just wow. depends. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that's how that works. I think it's awesome. But to answer your question, I'm a big fan of the primetime games because that means your team is, well, is doing well. That's they true. are not putting bad teams more more than likely on primetime games so if the texans are playing a sunday night a thursday night a monday night that means you know there's something that they're wanting to sell to the national markets where if they're not that good i mean as you can see last year they didn't i don't think they had a primetime game right so yeah yeah so mm -hmm. kind of where it's at all right so now we'll take this time for each of you to give your final thoughts that you might want to share before we end this episode, Debbie, go ahead and go first. Okay. Well, first, thank you for having me on. Um, I'm all about the Texans 24-7. And I love the excitement. I'm so excited that people are excited again about the Texans. That's awesome. You know, I wear Texan attire 365, you know, 24-7, 365. But now it looks like with, with new colors, people are excited. Or, you know, tweaks here and there, people are excited. And now with with Miko, people are excited and the possibility possibility of a great future. So I'm really excited about this year. So let's get it started already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how I'm supposed to top that, but I'll try. You can. Uh, I, I'm also, I'm, I'm, right? I can't. <laughs> I'm also very excited. I, you know, for the longest time, we've been looking for a reason to be excited about this, this football team. You know, I know... Right now, the Astros are king in Houston, but I think at its core, and, and I may live to regret this statement, that Houston is a football town. And, and I know, like I said, there's going to be people there like, blasphemy, Strohs, Strohs, Strohs. <laughs> I understand. I understand. But I'm telling you, before the Strohs were good, it was it was where these Texans were, the Oilers, you know, football was was king for a long time. So I feel like this could be potentially the start of something really, really, really great because we're catching Miko at, on his way up as he's young. You know, you look at some of the great 
great, great head coaches. And I know I'm, I'm heaping a lot of praise really quick, right? But you look at uh, Belichick and how he got to pit or he got to New England and then just, they just went and they kind of caught him on the way up. You look at Pittsburgh and their head coach caught him on the way up and, and they just had continued storied success because they had a great foundation with their head coach and their GM and they just built through the draft and they made smart moves. And I mean, the Texans right now, if you look at them on paper, they've got a ton of cap space. They got a ton of draft picks. They got a, a sexy new head coach and it's like, what's not the love. So I'm really hoping that all of these things equal, you know, rather, rather quick success. And it just builds and builds and builds. And we're talking about a Super Bowl in four years or something like that. Myself, I am ex- myself. I'm excited for the Texans. I'm excited to be covering them on this podcast with you, Tom. And I was excited that Debbie was coming on today. And so for Debbie and for Tom, thank you so much for listening to this debut episode of the bullpen and we will see you next time.